This is Boundless, and I'm Ed Blonsky. Everyone has a need, and I'm glad to share with you the one thing that can meet every single need. It is the love of Jesus Christ. On today's show, you'll hear a message of love and hope, the very same love and hope that will meet all needs. The messages on Boundless have recently been given at St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Woods, Illinois. If you happen to be in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit at www.stmatts.net. That's www.stmatts.net. Now, here's today's message. Thanks for listening. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. As I said, this is still the Easter season. Remember that Easter is not just one day in the calendar year. It is a season in the church year of seven weeks. And we have the opportunity to celebrate Easter seven Sundays in a row, which is good because it can be near impossible to get all the favorite Easter hymns and songs into one service. And so now we can space it out over seven. And we can also take a deep dive into what it means for each of us that Christ is alive after dying on the cross. St. Peter focuses us in on what the resurrection of Jesus Christ does for us. It causes us to be born again. And as we continue this message series called Born Again, let me quickly review what I mean by the phrase born again. In mainstream evangelical churches, especially in America, born again typically means a deeply spiritual and personal event that creates a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, I do not wish to debunk that at all because I do believe that God wants us to have a deeply personal relationship with Jesus Christ. However, as a lifelong Lutheran, I believe what the Bible says about how this relationship is created and sustained. It is created through the means of grace. The means of grace that are usually what we talk about as the sacrament of holy baptism, where faith is created in us and we are made children of God. Now, the means of grace is kind of a catch-all of all the ways that God gets his mercy and love and of yes, grace to us. And in the Bible, we would define the means of grace as the word of God with water, and that would be holy, holy baptism, and bread and wine, that would be holy communion or the Lord's Supper or the sacrament of the altar. Being born again, then, in the Lutheran way of understanding it is how God gives us the forgiveness of our sins, life, and salvation, won for us by Jesus' death on the cross and resurrection from the grave. And as we look at the first letter, what the church calls the epistle of Peter, we read that since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. Last week I focused on how since we are born again, we have hope in an increasingly hopeless world. Or to put it in the language of the vision of St. Matthew Lutheran in Hawthorne Woods, we have boundless hope. No matter what happens around us, 
to us or in us, we have boundless hope. Now, I know it doesn't always feel like that, but the truth of God is not dependent upon our feelings, thank God. And even when it doesn't feel like it, we still have hope because it is still Easter. And it is through the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we have this living hope. And Peter adds to our hope by drawing our attention even deeper into the living and abiding word of God. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. Now let me put this question in your head. Are you afraid of living the born-again life? Now before you quickly answer, well, of course not, consider this. It happens. Even for followers of Jesus, we can be afraid of what it means to follow Jesus, living a born-again life. Here's how I've seen it happen. Pastor, my wife has left me, and I don't know how to live the Christian life anymore. I don't know if I want to. Look what happened when I tried. Pastor, my husband died of cancer and left me to raise my kids on my own. This is what I get for living the born-again life? No thanks. Pastor, I've lost my job. Pastor, I've dropped out of school. Pastor, my parents hate me. Pastor, God doesn't speak to me anymore. Pastor, I can't find my place in this world. This is real. This does happen, even to followers of Jesus. But here's what I found to be true in my life, and I think you'll find it to be true in your life as a follower of Jesus. When you realize that through the means of grace, through baptism, through the Lord's Supper, through the living and abiding word of God, you are imperishable. And that can change you. That changes you because that is what God's word does. It creates something new. Read Genesis 1 and 2 to find that out. On Holy Saturday, the evening before Easter Sunday morning, my friend Gary and I told that story, the, the creation from Genesis. God's word is living because it creates all living things and it sustains all living things. But the word of God changes you because not only that, but God's word is Jesus. Just read John 1. And it is the living word of God because Jesus is living. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And this is the Easter season, and we will continue to shout out, out this truth that Christ is living. Now, God's word changes you because not only is it living, where you get the living Christ in you at baptism, but it is also abiding. By that, I mean that the word of God is always there for you, always with you, as long as you want it. Again, because the Word of God is Jesus. And Jesus promised us, I am with you always. Even when the world around you is hopeless. Even when your world is crumbling, God's living and abiding Word is in you. 
God's word is in you through holy baptism. That's our baptismal font that reminds us, it's front and center most of the time to remind us that that is where we became children of God and God put his spirit in us. Martin Luther puts it this way, the word of God in and with the water works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this, along with the faith which trusts this word of God in the water. For without God's word, the water is just plain water and no baptism. But with the word of God, it is a baptism that is a life-giving water, rich in grace and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit. I hope you're enjoying today's message on Boundless from St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Woods. For more, you can go to our website, www.stmats.net. That's www.stmatts.net. You can support our ministry and access more online content of Boundless Hope. And if you have a child and you're looking for a preschool, consider the St. Matthew Early Childhood Center. We are a Jesus-filled school for three-year-olds, four-year-olds, and kindergarten-aged children. We are the first preschool in Illinois to receive National Lutheran Schools accreditation. Go to our website to find more about our Early Childhood Center and to enroll your little one today. Now, back to today's message. As I said earlier in this worship service, this is Confirmation Weekend. And this is the weekend that we all remember our baptisms in a very special way as we celebrate the confirmation of the baptisms of four young sisters and a brother. Four kids today, four young adults today, this year's confirmation class. It's only four, I know that sounds like a little bit, but remember, people aren't having as many babies as they have in the past. And if you would like to see larger confirmation classes, get busy, have kids, okay? Remember, Abraham was 90-some years old when his son was born. It can happen, but they have given, these kids have given each their faith testimonies. Like I said in the feeding of the lambs, they were scared to death to get up here and do it, but they did it. I made them do it because I knew it would be so rewarding, not just for them, but for all of you as well. And I was so happy with them. They have been studying for three years here at St. Matthew, intensive studies of Luther's small catechism, and of course, the Bible as well. Deep dives into the Bible and everything that they said is what they wrote, and everything they wrote was their own words from what they learned, both in class as well as in church. And they told us, this is how I want to live the born-again life. Now, lest you're tempted to think that both baptism and confirmation are something that happened in your past, and for some of us in the far distant past, I want to remind you of some more words of Martin Luther. The old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. So every morning when you wake up, Luther even says this in the prayer section of the small catechism, make the sign of the cross to remind yourself that you are baptized 
in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Unless you think that that's something Roman Catholics do, you're right, they do that. But all followers of Jesus who want to remind themselves that they are baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit are invited and encouraged to make the sign of the cross. Just as it happened at their baptisms when the sign of the cross was made both on the forehead and upon the heart, we just combined the two and do it this way whenever we hear those words. Because we are baptized. We are imperishable seed. And imperishable seed means that nothing can harm us. Not really. Because we are born again and have the living and abiding word of God in us. We have Christ in us. And we cannot be hurt because he cannot be taken away from us. Satan will attack. The world will attack. Our own sinful nature, what Luther calls the old Adam, will attack. But we cannot be defeated by these attacks because we are imperishable seed. And I think the word seed is significant because God's living and abiding word creates life, just like seeds create life, so to speak. You know, I planted cucumbers and tomatoes and of course, we had summer last week here in, in Illinois, and so I had them outside. Guess what? I'm hoping that they're going to be able to survive our dip back into winter this week. But if they don't, we have more seeds at home, and we can remember that we're not like those seeds that are susceptible to the weather, susceptible to whatever's in the ground. We are the seed of God. And in God... We are alive. We have a fruitful life. And God's word sustains our life, nourishes us, makes us grow. When? How? Whenever we read his word, whenever we come and meditate on his word and receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ in, with, and under the bread and the wine. And this is not just for today. This is not just for tomorrow. It's the living and abiding word of God, that is Jesus Christ, will abide with us for all time. His promise still stands, as you remember these words of Jesus from Matthew 28, I will be with you always until the very end of the age. And then we will be with Christ when we see him face to face in eternity forever. But until that last day, God's word grows in us, which is continuously growing us, and it grows through us. Because we have been given this living and abiding word of God, what we call being born again. And he wants us to live our lives so that others can see and receive the word of God through us. We are born again, not to die again, but to live, to truly live, to live the joy of the born again life to live the power of the living Christ in us so that we can live where others will say, what, how, why? And I promise you, as you live the born-again life, people will notice. Because the imperishable life looks so different from anything else in the world. There's a confidence, there's a strength, there's a courageousness that in it that people notice it. And you can live with courage, that is, live without fear, because the world, as I said, cannot really hurt you. In fact, the world and the devil can't even stop you. Only you can stop you, and that is why you are given the power to drown that old sinful human nature every day. Look, we're all fearful at times. 
afraid to say something, afraid to stand up for what is right, afraid to come to the aid of someone else. It happens even to the followers of Jesus. And that's why I encourage you again, and do it over and over again, to remember for whom you are living. You are not living for the applause of the world. You are not living even for yourself or for your family in reality. First and foremost, you are living for the Master. You are living for God because Jesus lived for you and through his death and resurrection gives you, makes you imperishable seed. Let me close with this story. It's originally told by Stephen Roy. There was a young violinist who lived in London many years ago. He was a superb musician and he loved his music and he enjoyed playing before small groups of people in the homes of his friends, but he was deathly afraid of large crowds. So he avoided giving concerts. The thought of giving a public performance in a concert hall absolutely terrified him. Now the London music establishment was very critical of this young violinist. He was violating all the accepted protocols. According to the critics, excellent musicians were supposed to give public concerts in packed concert halls. And in time, the criticism grew so intense that the young violinist relented. And even though it scared him terribly, he agreed to give one major concert. And so the largest concert hall in London was secured. And when the evening came, the hall was filled. People were excited to hear this prodigy. So were the critics who filled the first three rows in front of the stage, pad and pen ready to rake this guy over the coals. The young violinist came on the stage, sat alone on a stool, put his violin under his chin, and began to play. No music stand, no music. He played beautiful violin music for an hour and a half. But 10 minutes in, oh, the critics in the front row put down their pens and their pads and just listened. They were too enraptured by the music of this young virtuoso. After the performance, the crowd rose to their feet and just began applauding wildly, screaming out in adulation, and they wouldn't stop. But the young violinist didn't even acknowledge their applause. He just peered into the audience as if he were looking for something or looking for someone. And then finally, I guess he found what he was looking for because relief came over his face and then he began to acknowledge the cheers. After the concert, the critics met the young violinist backstage and asked him, hey, it was just as everyone had anticipated. You were wonderful, but one question. Why did it take you so long to acknowledge the applause of the audience? The young violinist took a deep breath and answered, you know, I was really afraid of playing here, yet this was something I knew I had to do. And tonight, just before I came on stage, I received word that my master teacher was to be in the audience. And throughout the concert, I tried to look for him, but I could never find him. So after I finished playing, I started to look more intently. I was so eager to find my teacher that I couldn't even hear the applause. I just had to know what he thought of my playing. That was all that mattered. And finally, I found him high up in the balcony, standing and applauding with a big smile on his face. And after seeing him, I was finally able to relax. I said to myself, if the master is pleased with my playing, then everything else is okay. You have been born again through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
You have the living and abiding Word of God inside you. You are imperishable seed, and there is no need to fear anything or anyone because you are all these things for God. He will protect you. He loves you. Go and play for him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's message on Boundless. I hope that today's message brought you the love and hope that will meet your need. I'm the pastor at St. Matthew Lutheran in Hawthorne Woods, Illinois. And at St. Matthew, we see that there is boundless need all around us that can be met with the boundless love of Jesus so we can all live with boundless hope. For more, go to our website, www.stmatts.net. That's www.stmatts.net. There you will find more content and resources that will give you the boundless love of Jesus. If you are in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit. In the meantime, find us on Instagram at St. Matthew Hawthorne Woods. There is no E in Hawthorne, by the way. And we're also on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks for listening to Boundless. Remember, the answer to all need is Jesus, who is love and brings hope.